Impact 89 FM, WDBM East Lansing. Give us a call, 432-3893. Get your voice heard on topics including upcoming movies, TV shows, DVD releases, and video games. And now introducing your hosts, Tricky Nikki and Notorious Neil. Welcome everyone to the mother of all shows. That's Aaron right. Strong has officially gone off the deep end. My name is Neil. What else is new? And I'm Tricky Nikki. Hope you all are having a fabulous Today evening. on the panel, as always, we have the rock of my life, Owen. <laughs> Yes, Great Owen to be is back. Here. And going we have a newcomer. In, insane, we have Aaron Strong. Just so As officially wreck. We have a newbie. His name's Josh. Say hi, Josh. Hi. He My name is Josh. Josh. He is more enthusiastic than me, <laughs> which can be really bad at times. Just wait. And fresh off his stay at Arkham Asylum, we have Crazy Jay. He's over there. Woohoo! What's up, people? Asylum. Yes, he's back. Hey, Jay, they might be more putting insane. me in your eye. Your black yeah. right now is crazy asylum. <laughs> this week we are going to talk about AFI's top 100 best movie quotes of all time. I am going to review the Killer Collector's Edition of American Psycho Plus. Nikki's I will be doing the jacket. The um, Looking forward to that. Also, restaurant review of the parlor. And, of course, something I've been waiting for a little while. We are going to discuss... Family Guy and American Dad. So all you, I'm so excited. Which everybody's yes, that's excited right. about. It's family which guy everyone's today. excited about. But first, we are going to talk movies. Movie news and reviews on the Mother of All Shows. Oh, yes. It's us. It's the Mother of All Shows. Top five movies of this weekend. Uh, number one, of course, was Batman Begins. Is Which, anyone surprised? By the way, it came in under most industry standards, though. Yeah, it didn't do as good as people thought it was going to do. Industry still doing really bad. Number two, again, is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, number three is Madagascar. Fourth was something called Star Wars, and fifth was Longest Yard. Yeah, nothing, heard about that one. Nothing too changing except for Batman Begins. I didn't really expect to because Batman had to deal with a Hillary Duff movie, and it was a really bad one. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. We won't be doing a review for The Perfect Man. I know hearts are breaking. I know. Uh, yeah, unless, yeah. Opening... Neil will review Herbie Fully Loaded next week, correct? So, uh, yeah, If you on. are going to do it, <laughs> Herbie Fully Loaded opened last week, or uh, yesterday. Owen was discussing Miss Diva herself running out on the premiere. Yeah, what's the story on this, Owen? Well, uh, apparently she cut an album with a theme song to Herbie Fully Loaded. And <laughs> I guess... Did she have a diva moment? I don't know. I don't know. I, feel I don't know. Coming on. If 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 uh, a diva moment involves running out, just storming out of the theater, your premiere because it didn't play your new single. Maybe it was the just the effects of the drugs she's taken. Who knows? I mean, maybe it's uh, the Valtrex that's screwing her up. Who knows? I don't care what's screwing her up, just as long as it screws her up enough to take heed in like New Mexico and never be seen again. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Like maybe she'll do an NC-17 movie. Uh, you did that, that in Leno already. That's <laughs> only that's only reserved for the Olsen twins. Aaron's got two thumbs up for that one. <laughs> did, you see, did you see Leno? Yeah, I saw Leno. We saw and Leno. I was very disappointed at her reaction when he said something about posing for Playboy and the immense horror on her face. It, it means she probably won't do it, at least not for a year. No. <laughs> oh, God, that's too bad, guys. Jay, you have, have to wait. To interject because we were talking oh, about I've got that. Uh, I have that issue on reserve already. <laughs> his, his ears are perked um, up. And coming out this Friday, one movie that I don't know if I want to see or not, but I'm probably going to have to, is George A. Romero's Land of the Dead. It's the fourth in the 
and his zombie movies that started off with the modern day classic Night of the Living Dead. Anybody? And, well, there's a sequel already in the talks for this one too. So, yeah, there is. There's a sequel in case you there might be even didn't another hear one. Nikki over my creepy. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> and also coming out this me week out, man. is another movie that I don't know will be good or not, but I'm I'm willing to go try it as Bewitched. Bewitched. Will Ferrell. Nicole Kidman and Will Ferrell. I love. They could in, pull it together. I love in the trailer when the witches come to like trick or treat and Will Ferrell just starts freaks crying. out. <laughs> Is Hilarious. it? Is this kind of like a, a remake off of the old like? Actually, it's not a remake. She, she's kind of doing the whole like nose what, wiggle thing, what which what they used to do on TV. Yeah, it's different. And, and in fact, in this one, he plays this washed out actor who's done really crappy movies, and they bring him back to actually play Darren in a remake of oh, Bewitched. So uh, it, it kind of breaks the whole fourth wall thing, you know. Nice. But they I, get they get an unknown actress, Nicole Kidman, who is yeah. actually a witch. So it's kind of like... It's, <laughs> She's a real witch. It's weird. Just when you thought there was no fiction. Ho <laughs> oh, And Look Harry out. Potter shows up at the... I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you never know. It might. All it right. might happen. And that's what's, that's the only thing that's coming out this Friday. Um, I'll be preparing because I think everything is going to get squished next Wednesday by Tom Cruise and the War of the Worlds, regardless if he really loves Katie Holmes or not. Well, we'll see. You, you know? know what? I got Katie Holmes news now that we mentioned her. What's you know, because of all the fiasco <laughs> happening with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, the Warner Does Brothers. Does this have to do with Tom Cruise, though? Is this like non-Tom Cruise I'm going on a Katie Holmes tangent I for two seconds. I hope it doesn't involve this, Tom, though. This, this involves Tom. Because of all the uh, media attention, and we're to blame for that one, on the Tom Cruise-Katie Holmes relationship, now they're getting married, apparently. Oh, to, we heard that Warner one Brothers already. has come out and said that Katie Holmes will not be appearing in Batman Begins 2. Oh, score one for us guys. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna miss her. I'm gonna miss her. Actually, you know what I did hear? I did hear that she signed a five-year contract to uh, not have sex with Tom Cruise, but just pretend like she's married to him. (laughs) Believable? I don't know. Hmm. What do you guys think? I'm going with it. it. Hey, if somebody gave me a contract to sign for five years, hey Nikki, I've got I've got a part part of Swamp that you want to buy. I'm winking. And I don't know. I don't know what that one's supposed to mean. Now we're going to go to movie news and reviews. Um, because my little nerd world revolves around X-Men, uh, this past week, Alan Cummings announced via his website that Fox did not option his contract to appear in X-Men 3. What? So that means yeah, we only get back. one. No blue, Nightcrawler? We only get one blue furry mutant, which will be Kelsey Grammer as the Beast. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer Reactions will be there. I am not happy about that. I he was my favorite character in X-Men 2, to be quite honest with you. And now he's not going to be in number three. It's going to be weird seeing Kelsey Grammer not play Fraser Crane for once. Yeah, that will be weird. Hey, I watched Down Periscope, and I <laughs> believe... <laughs> Come on, Down Periscope it, was a great Don movie. Down Periscope was, was Fraser Crane on a submarine. <laughs> yeah, you can't take him out of that character. You know I'm what, sorry. You know his superpowers as a villain should be is... You know, toss salads and scrambled eggs. He should just throw them. <laughs> with, with all this stuff that's happening in X Men Three, they changed directors. Now Alan Cummings is out, um, and I heard that Halle Berry got her way, and Storm's having another expanded role. 
Well, of course. I'm she almost... Barry. <laughs> Last movie, I mean, <laughs> Catwoman. She won for did they wor- make a Catwoman movie? I she swear, won I for absolute summer. worst actress. She's got to rebound somehow, and X Men is a sure hit. Yeah, that's a sure hit right people. there. So she knows she's so gonna go she has to do it. something to get her career back online. Otherwise, she'll just fade. Oh, into Halle Berry, Halle Berry. Uh, have you guys noticed recently though that I don't know the movie trend industry lately has been doing remakes galore. Directors oh, yeah. are too scared to take a chance on new scripts, and instead they're doing this whole old script thing and recreating them. What do you guys think about that? I mean, we have House of Wax, The Longest Yard, The Honeymooners. Some of them, some of the Wait, I'm not even done. Herbie fully loaded. Oh, there's more. And upcoming, upcoming Bad News Bears with Billy Bob Thornton. I'm defending Herbie fully loaded. I know you are. You're going to review it next week for us. So we look forward to that. That's not a remake. That's a continuation of the 60s franchise. Either way, (laughs) whatever you want to think. But then we also have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, who's going to totally butcher the Gene Wilder role. I'm sorry. And then, on top of that, the Dukes of Hazzard. Are you guys looking forward to that one? I I actually, and it's got Jessica Simpson in it, and it'll be fun to watch her try to act. (laughs) It'll be interesting. I gotta confess, I downloaded the trailer and I paused the part where she's leaning over the car under Daisy Dukes. I did like that. That's that's the only good part of the movie, and it was free. Daisy just gone up under my undercarriage. Under my undercarriage. (laughs) It's worth saying. I'm gonna go off on a little (laughs) tangent here. When I don't categorize Hollywood remakes with uh, old '50s and '80s. TV shows getting remade because Miami Vice is coming on screen with Michael Mann, who got his start in Hollywood with Miami Vice, having um, Jamie Foxx and that guy that was in Phone Booth, whose name really doesn't Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. They're the love of my life. Um, I'm going to say Hollywood's allowed to remake these 60s. Not it's not even remaking them. Just bring these 60 franchises to screen. Now remaking well, movies like well, they have like, a lot to do with it now, re- you know. Yeah, they do. And remaking movies like the Bad News Bears and movies that don't need to be remade. There are two movies coming out that I think really need to be remade, or that have come out that really need to be remade. The Amityville Horror, which was a horrible movie to begin with. And if you have an opinion, please call me at four three two three eight nine three because I'm not just starting to pick a fight right now. Phone well, lines are open. You know what, I'll call in. I'll just say this summer is a crappy movie summer. I All the roommates. Is. No matter I'm, what way you look at it, either if you're a fan of remakes, if you're not a fan of remakes, there's not really a very strong set of movies that what, are coming well, out. What I people, like there's, there's good ones the here and there. There's still the tentpole for my summer, which is Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects, because I've been waiting for that movie forever. Of course, it only Neil. So- Hold on, Jay has an I have, Yeah, I have one thing to say, and What's that is that, Howard Jay? the Duck. Remember that. No, Howard I, the Duck. I, I have one We're thing gonna to say that from is our memory. new engineer if he ever references Howard the Duck again. We'll be hiring once again. 4 3 2 3 9 3 think needs to be made is um, a remake of a cult uh, horror movie called The Wicker Man that's starring Nicolas Cage. It should... It's... The Wicker Man? Wicker Man. Wicker Man Weatherman? is Wicker Man is about a huh. group of cult I've never people heard of this. that there's a murder and they send away for a detective to investigate, which is Nicolas Cage, and he investigates and he finds out that the murderer might have something to do with this cult and it's it's a cult. Surprise, movie. surprise if a murder has anything to do with a cult. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It sounds like we have someone Nope, nope, there was uh, no cult involved. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what cult? Close. No. <laughs> Okay, continue. All right, we're going to continue some more. Also, Pink Panther's coming out. Did you guys hear Pink about this? Panther, now, Pink Panther, Ugh. I think, is one of those 
franchise restarted, revamps. Now, Aaron Strong Bad move, but get... Steve Martin's in it. And well, he's... they were originally going to have Steve Peter Martin Sellers. Is gonna kill him. Peter oh. Sellers in it. it. No, no. I love the Pink Panther the way it was. Let it rest in peace. Peter Sellers, he's gone. He has departed. Don't screw God with his, his work. God bless his soul. I, yes. I, I just love Steve Martin. And, and amazingly, because I said I wanted to pick a fight, we have a caller. Uh-oh. Caller Brace around yourself. the mother of all shows. Hello. Hi, this is Lola. Hi, Lola. Whatever Lola wants. Lola I like gets, your right? song, Lola. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of hearing that. <laughs> Lola, are you a showgirl? Don't worry. I'll beat him upside the head for it. What's, <laughs> oh, Nikki. What's going on, Lola? Oh, uh, you guys just talking about movie remakes. And, uh, yeah, like, um, freaking, I'm sick of Lindsay Lohan, you know. And she, Me too. Lohan, I'm sick of her. I'm sick of her boobs. I'm sick of her Herbie. I'm sick of everything. I'm sick of her anorexia. <laughs> Do well, we I'm not, not have anything better to talk about? You know, you know? I think Lindsay I Lohan is a brilliant actress. And Who? I'm kind of, oh, I'm, Josh thinks she's brilliant. I'm kind brilliant. of offended oh. that all of you are really <laughs> insulting her like this. I mean, oh, look, at, look hot, at her man. body of work. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's not her talent, it's her work. She hit her peak at the parent trap. That's all I have to the say. The only reason Mean yeah. Girls is any good is because Tina Fey wrote it. Absolutely. I second that. Tina Fey is my idol. Tina Fey is my secret love. Well, Lola, is there anything that you're looking forward to as far as remakes go, or are you kind of sick of it all? Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the new Charlie and the Taco Factory one, just because uh, we're I, going to adopt a babe, and we're going to get married one day, I swear. <laughs> I am, too, just because it's not a musical like the old 71 movie, and it's going to be closer to the book. I've already seen um, stuff in the trailer that proves that, because you get to see well, the great glass. I heard, I heard something about uh, him having like his father appear in it, supposed to be Willy Wonka's father or something. Yeah. <laughs> That it's, wasn't in the book, from what I remember. I mean, maybe. I just haven't read, or read it since I was, like, eight, so... I don't believe that was in it either. After Planet of the Apes, we still have to look with some speculation if Tim Burton will do a good job, because look at Planet well, of the Tim Apes. Burton, man. Well, Tim Burton is brilliant. I'm Tim sorry. Burton, he can always put together... Take a look at together. Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean... I mean, yeah. I mean, you that, want brilliant. He's immortal from that. Movie making. I, there, yeah. there you you can tell well, Tim Burton licked the wallpaper. Yeah, I like his, uh, just like, his just, uh, expression and everything. And some of his poetry and stuff's cool, too. Exactly. Um, right Like on. the Adventures of the Oyster Boy and stuff is really cool. Uh-huh. His uh, animated short, Vincent, which got him Nightmare Before the Christmas, is really creepy, too. Yeah, yeah, that was on the, re- the making of Nightmare Before Christmas, the HBO uh, documentary or whatever called mm-hmm. it was on like a couple years ago when it was first getting really big all right yeah well uh, is that all you have to say about remakes uh yeah <laughs> all right thank you for calling in to the mother of thanks all for shows. calling in lola we love you immensely for doing so and good oh, yeah, luck with johnny depp never listened to the show it's kind of sad the show rules exactly it <laughs> rules you, it rocks your socks i'm glad it rocks your socks you have, have fun a good with one. johnny depp by the way and we'll talk to you Invite later. Invite me to the wedding. Yeah. Uh, peace out. <laughs> peace out. Oh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. She's got Johnny Depp. I've got Well, what I love woman. about Johnny Depp is he can mold himself into any kind of character. He's so he embodies yeah. it, you know? I, I watched Pirates of the Caribbean just today. Damn, Every he's good single now. character yeah. he does. He's amazing. He's somebody he can who go all really, across the board. He's a, he's a great actor. He could really, you know, sell himself out to magazines and and whatnot. Everybody's in love with him, but he doesn't really Take advantage of that. I know. Then he goes off to France with his beautiful wife. Like he keeps yeah. his mouth out. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, F. build himself up. And uh, fear and loathing. 
I love Fear and Loathing. God, oh. I, mean, uh, I just bought the book. I'm so excited to read the book. He lets his acting do the talking for him. He and, doesn't need and to. And Terry Gilliam makes me feel like I'm experiencing what the characters are experiencing. I swear, after I saw Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, the room was spinning. <laughs> there was like stuff I was hallucinating. I said my friend, are dilated. Oh. I'm like. Man, I'm like freaked out. <laughs> oh no, I saw that with a friend, and we actually again. we had a wine in a box that night. Have you guys ever had that? Yeah, box I, wine? I'm too classy yeah. for wine of, in the box. <laughs> okay, it's only like five ninety nine, buddy. It, you're good I like to go. The, I like the Boone's Farm. <laughs> tricky, tricky. All right, tricky. so continuing on. Um, uh, speaking of other great filmmakers that really just like make my day, uh, Kevin Jack, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Jackson, the guy who directed. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Kevin was his name. Peter Kevin? Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. <laughs> I was thinking here. Kevin Smith. Credibility. You look the same. So I mean, Peter I'll Jackson's let that one slide. new like hobbits. <laughs> Peter Jackson's new movie King Kong um, premieres this December, but on the networks of NBC on the twenty seventh, they're going to simulcast on every network they own, which is about half the cable industry. <laughs> they're going to. Um, Premiere the two minute and thirty second long trailer for King Kong. That's all right. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, all at the same time. I have heard and about that. We have that. a caller online. Crazy Jay is pointing to, so we're gonna get to them now. Let's put them on the caller. You're on the mother of all shows. What's up, man? Nothing much. Hey, you guys were saying that uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory was a remake. Yeah, and it's an adaptation of the book. See, they were, well, no, there's a, a movie that was out before this one. They had already taken the book and made it into a movie before this uh, this version of, that was of back the movie. In it was 1971. Although no, yeah, it was yeah. it was, it was a, a point though movie. because this movie is going to be more loyal to the book, from what I've heard. Right. Yep, right. Which is a plus because a lot of people were disappointed. Yeah. I it's never still been on the silver screen before this. Mm-hmm. Point, you so. you guys took the stance like I say, some remakes are good. And, you know, they wanted to do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a whole lot different, so I say let them. Oh, yeah, the uh, Oompa Loompas are going to be in space suits. Yeah, the, the Oompa Loompas <laughs> look like they did the old way, because in the book, um, they're African natives. They're not even little midgets. They're, yeah. like, tall basketball players. and So, so they made it Hollywood He kidnapped style. pygmies so... and called them Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you looking All forward right. to that, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, All right, man. Uh, yep. Thanks for your call. Thanks for calling in. Yep, Have a good one. All right. So, Peter Jackson, trailer. Anyone excited for remake King Kong? Man, I don't know. I never really saw the Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really See, that, that, into that whole King Kong thing. That goes where some remakes are adequate because we don't we haven't seen them our generation like, hasn't like the wicker man been exposed to it right i know about the movie but i've never seen the movie and so i like that they're gonna remake it yeah so they can re-see it but the thing with king kong it's like an american staple you, the famous empire state building scene where the claymation king kong is yeah that's what top. i always think of i think and that's very you know and now peter that. jackson special effects gonna take it over and i mean with star jones playing king kong it's just gonna really screw it all up <laughs> um actually it's not <laughs> it's not star jones Star Jones is going She's to She's on her stop. diet, by the way. She's doing good. Let the woman no, be. No, Star Jones and <laughs> and some other people, they're starring in the remake of The Blob. Now, um, <laughs> we were talking about Don Poor Star. <laughs> My sympathies to you. That's why she's on her diet. Star, if you're listening, give us a call. And <laughs> Every time I think of Star Jones, I just think of my man Keenan Thompson doing the impersonation 
of her on SNL. SNL, that's right. Hey, if you're a Star that. Jones fan, give us a call here at 432-3893, and we can discuss her some further. If you want Payla's shoes as well, give us a call back. And... <laughs> now, um, right on along. the Tom Cruise front, because lately we've been talking a lot about Tom Cruise, um, Lawrence Fishburne and, Fishburne and Philip Seymour Hoffman were added I to the cast of Mission, Mission Impossible 3. Now, I heard this, and I'm like, all right, Lawrence Fishburne is going to be the villain in Mission Impossible 3. Cool. I'm so pumped out. It's not what's happening. He all plays right. an what's older He plays an older agent that's mentoring to Tom Cruise's character, who doesn't need a mentor, by the <laughs> way. What is it with Lawrence Morpheus? Fishburne being the mentor lately? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I wanted him to be the villain. Philip Seymour Hoffman, who I could really – I'd just give him the role and take it with him. He's going to play the villain. They're, oh, Philip. They are um, <laughs> still hoping for summer next year. I don't know if that'll happen, but. Well, it's slated to. So we can also look forward to a lot of return of sequels. X Men 3, obviously. Rush Hour 3. Did you guys oh, hear about that one? That oh one's God. getting. That That's one's going to be. No, Wait. but. Hey, you know what? Hey. I've had it with this stuff. Hey, I've Brett, had it. Brett, you know what? Brett, There's a lot of good screenplays out there and a lot of good potential filmmakers out there, and then remaking crap. Absolute crap. Like then you one was crap, Tucker, two was crap. Hey, hey, what you talking about my movie like that for, huh? Yeah, you know oh, what, Chris? It Chris was Rock's crap. Chris on the show. Chris. Hey, 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 hey how you doing? <laughs> Zeva, I, I want. I'm, I'm here to bring the bearer of good news. Is because Brett Ratner is is directing X Men Three. Rush Hour Three is now on hiatus indefinitely. Oh, it yay. won't come out for maybe another two or three years. Hmm. That's right. So I mean, he's you have two, three. two, three more years to get angry and. Uh, Maybe blow up the set or something. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm encouraging that, kids at home. No, kids at home. We always have to worry about those kids at home. Please do not blow up any kind of objects. Thank you. Uh, Indiana Jones 4 is in the works. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford is now 63, by the way. Yeah. How is he going to pull this off? Indiana Jones it, it, has to age too. Well, from, yes, you, but have I hope you heard he's not anything be about the plot, Nikki? Huh? Have you heard anything about what they were mentioning? Um, mostly, this movie is going to take place outside of the World War II era, and it's going to take place during the Cold War era in the '60s. So Indiana Jones is going <laughs> to age along with Harrison Ford because they can't Ooh. they can't make him the same it's age he was. It's going to take place well, in mean, a retirement home. Hey, makeup can go a long way, you know. They have Botox now. I mean, Harrison Ford can pull it off. And I guess um, the guy played Marcus, he's gone. He's went on to a better place. Is Indiana's dad coming back? Does um, I believe Sean, Sean Connery, Connery might come back. out of his uh, retirement right. that LXG gave him um, to come out and play Indiana Jones' dad again. And apparently he's going to have a young um, tutor. Young little lad? Oh, young little lad. Like, oh, I guess that I was maybe like... maybe he had a baby. Little Indiana no, Jones in Jr.? No, Jurassic Park 3, I'm thinking of the TA went along with the, the professor. But I could see that happening on this one. <laughs> I can see Harrison Ford. Calling our shelf Indiana. That was the dog's name. (laughs) (laughs) We have all sorts of guests on the show today. That's right. We have Sean Connery, we have Chris Rock. And the best part is Sean will do a good job with this. Who who here liked Office Space? I did. Of course. That's my Office Space. Space. Um, Mike Judd's new film, who he created Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill, also wrote and direct Office Space. Is there a sequel to Office Space? No. um, He's got a new movie (laughs) that's being dubbed. Idiotis, idiocracy is something. Idiosyncrasy? Uh, <laughs> it was formerly known as uh, 3001, a.k.a. the Futurama ripoff. Now, this happens where a guy gets frozen a thousand, for a thousand years in the future, and he wakes up in the year 3000, and uh, he, he finds out that everyone on Earth is dumber Dead. than he is. Oh. Which I is the exact that, opposite yes. of Futurama, because when Fry wakes up, 
He's, he's an idiot. He's still right. an idiot. Well, he was an idiot to begin with. I think, you know, humanity may have just, conti- you know, remained at that IQ level, and he just kind of remained down in the dirt, you know. I'm really happy that Mike Judd, uh, I've read stuff about how jaded he was over his treatment on Office Space, which is part of the reason there's an Office Space special edition on DVD yet is because he and Paramount can't come to terms. But I'm glad that he's not all... My stapler. He's still hmm. my stapler. <laughs> it's, oh, it's cameo day you know what we're gonna move on <laughs> moving on to some more sequels to spider-man 3 Yay. that will be released 2007 Yay. but i want to know who the enemy enemy will be will it be james franco will it be thomas hayden church he's coming it's in from both. sideways and um that 70s show topher grace will make an appearance in this movie as well he should be the uh the villain, villain. Topher, I, I think Topher should be the villain. Yeah. It would be really funny. No, no, it wouldn't. Now, um, Church, whose three names I can't remember off the top of my head. Right? Thomas, Thomas Church. Church. He's already begun um, workout sessions for Spider-Man 3, and current rumored on the net is that he will play none other than the Sandman. Well, they all the actors know their parts. They're just not telling anyone. And the he's, directors want to keep everything under wraps. He's rumored wraps. to be the Sandman, which is this guy that can turn his body into sand. And control sand. <laughs> Taking yeah. place in New York City where there's not very much sand. Hey, they could go huh. to Jersey. <laughs> it's in the comic book. Hmm, well, Understandable. Any... <laughs> Did not know Spider-Man that. goes to the Sahara Desert. <laughs> you know, I'm confused as to what's really threatening about sand. It's like, you don't move. Hey, after, after hundreds of years, it can erode away buildings, foundations, <laughs> and cause the entire city to I can to be very corrosive. I can't punch or run, but I can <laughs> sure grind you down. It can also immobilize the entire United States forces in uh, Iraq. Oh. Yeah, have you ever seen the Geraldo <laughs> show where he's getting blown over by sand and then he tumbles a little show. bit and screams and... <laughs> So yeah. that's what we're going to see, Geraldo a really good Spider-Man show, 3. You know, they could easily change Sandman into Hydro-Man, who... Hydro-Man is the same exact thing as Sandman, except it's water instead of sand. And Is there part... really a Hydro-Man? Yeah. And how much water There's does he actually... Man. This is There's just... everything Man. There's everything Man. Does he, like, do a T-1000 and he just melts into a puddle and then people step in him? Oh, God, my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Exactly All right, moving on. Damn, you are annoying, villain. <laughs> if you could have super, superhero powers, would that be yours? The, the, Turn the, into a puddle, Hydro Man, evil puddle. Oh, you're already that, Aaron. Oh. All right, Harry Potter uh, will be coming out with another one, oh, November yeah. 18th. Oh, that Harry, he's getting kind of old. I'm sorry, but he gets he old. He ages this? in the books. He's like Ooh. 15 years old now. Yeah, he's supposed to be. He's he's his yeah. voice dropped. It's like the curse of Hanson, you know. That's a broke Hanson. Are you telling me that Hanson is no more because all their voices dropped? You know what else? They were guys. <laughs> what? They were what? Bo- Did you know that? No. Yeah, they're Hanson was actually three brothers. <laughs> I I had no idea. And moving along, uh, the fifth Harry Potter will also be filming um, starting this autumn, so we can look forward to that as well. That's slated to come out in 2007. The Half Blood Prince, because the only books I read out of high school anymore are Harry Harry Potter Potter. books. Rock on. Who doesn't love Harry Potter? The sixth Harry Potter book is scheduled to come out next month. We will probably cover it because I will probably read it right when it comes out. Oh yeah, book nerd. <laughs> Shrek mean. three is also be- <laughs> Shrek three is also going to be coming out May eighteenth, two thousand and seven, and there's already talks of a fourth and a stage musical for Shrek. Hey, you make you make eight million 
Hey, you got a bank. Who's going to play Shrek? Shrek? That's my question. Hmm. Mike Myers? Have you ever seen John that? Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman? <laughs> Me. I, I think Chris Shrek. Farley would have been perfect for that role. Um, but that's a little problem with Chris I Farley. Know. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. He's dead. He was the man. Why not Mike Myers in a, you know, a... I, I don't think I can say fat because that's not politically correct. Well, he played and, and a pleasantly plump suit. He played that plump Irish man in, the, in those Austin Powers movies. I bet he could, <laughs> he could, he could, he could pull it off. I'm dead sexy. <laughs> All right. You know, this is the last. Okay, I'm going to make an announcement for the show. This is the last time you're ever going to see Aaron Strong ever. Just because he, he started. Ugh. You know what? I'm we're, we're not even going to describe what he started doing, so we're just going to move along. No, it's okay. He touched his nipples. <laughs> it's okay. Apparently, Owen liked that. <laughs> Very much so. All right, Batman. Christian Bale is contracted for two more films. I didn't know this. Yeah. Anybody else Two knows? more. I did. Yeah, he, was, he and a bunch of other people were, were contracted for multiple films. So he but might no one be else really coming back. Well, the only problem with this is um, the screenwriter, David Goyer, and director Christopher Nolan, they have hashed out a trilogy, but... Nolan doesn't actually know if he wants to get to work on this, so it's kind of up in the air. I, I've now. heard that Nolan said, to be determined. quote, it's kind of like the senior class and skipping on on the big car wash. So I think he's going to do it since mo- ev- everyone in the cast said that they were going to come back. And now we get to turn our sights on the Joker, man. Mm, well done. Uh, one thing I do know is Nolan said that by the time Robin gets in this franchise, he is going to be nowhere near it. Because you notice when the original Batman movies started going downhill. I just hope they don't get Val Kilmer back in the role or something. I hope Christian Bale doesn't. We need Chris O'Donnell as Batman. You know what? Oh, he's Russian Minute Batman. (laughs) You know who I think the Robin choice is? He's sitting in the studio. It's Aaron Strong. Yes. Maybe it's just me or I want to see him in costume. I I think you just want to see him in costume. While we try to deflate Aaron (laughs) Strong's head, we are going to give away a pair of passes to the 2005 Board of Water and Light Light chili cook-off on Friday, June This 24th. is going to be so sweet. All the cool people are going to be there. Sample over 40 varieties of chili. Cook-off at one of the beer or margarita bars. Ride the Ooh. mechanical bull. Hear, mechanical bull, guys. Hear music Come on. from Zyda Church and those Delta Rhythm Kings. Who Jay talked about yesterday on the Accidental Blues. Yeah, the Z- event Z- takes Z- place Crunch. on the riverfront near Lansing Center and lasts from 5 p.m. until 9 p.m. For more info, call 517 Two six seven nine zero zero eight. The mother of all shows. Would like to thank the board, Lansing Board of Water and Light, for their support. So first caller at four three two three eight nine three. Eat to go eat a whole mess of chili. And honestly, how can you top the really spicy chili with the nice cold frothy mug of beer? Yeah, there's gonna be margaritas on hand too. Yeah, margaritas so, are good I mean, too, but chili and beer. I is guess really the way check to go. the entire panel of the mother of all shows because we won't be eating chili. We'll be doing other things riding the mechanical bull and while you guys are calling us in why don't we take a break you are listening to the future music impact 89 fm FM. you're listening to exposure on 88.9 the impact for more variety than you'll hear on any other station listen to the impact prime time where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week from 10 p.m. until midnight Sunday nights, listen to the Impact Afterglow, where you can hear a variety of relaxed tracks to help you ease into the start of a new week. Only on Impact Prime Time. Prime time. 
Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage. Let's look for leaky windows, said the first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy. Let's look for leaky doors, said the second. Let's look for a swing set, said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadylocks. I hope it has leaky windows, cried the first energy hog. I hope it has leaky doors, cried the second. I hope it has a bathroom, cried the third, for only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But Dreadilocks liked playing cool games at energyhog.org. And from energyhog.org, she learned how to use energy wisely. So the three energy hogs were forced to look elsewhere to waste energy and had to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is, to use energy wisely, log on to energyhog.org or waste not, hog not. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Damn TV, you've ruined my imagination, just like you've ruined my ability to, to, um... Oh, well. TV news and reviews on the mother of all shows. This is the mother of all shows. My name's Neil. And I'm Tricky Nikki. And we got the panel. We're still looking for a person to win a pair of passes to the 2005 Board of Water and Light, like Chili Cookoff. It's so very if, exciting. If you want to eat chili and drink, 15,000. No, 1,500 tons of chili. Call us up 432-3893. If, if no one takes us, you're going to make our promotions director's Latina cry. She's already and she's crying be right now. She's so to upset us. that she won't be able to host the flashback every Friday from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. right here on the Impact We Love. Show. If she, if if nobody wins these, I'll I'm going to be eating 15,000 gallons of chili. I'll help you, Jay. Well, we're talking TV right now, and this is something that when I came up with the show, I planned to do eventually, and now it's the time to do it. So we're very talking excited, about the folks. fourth season of The Family Guy. Woo! Yeah. Which I have to say, I think I'm the only person who has not yet seen that show. But thanks to Owen, I saw an episode last week, and You've I'm already hooked. Never seen Family. I know. Gotta catch Isn't that crazy? Up, so don't worry, I'll be catching up. Hey, I will be catching up. My, you my... will no longer be on this show anymore. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> I'm fired. Positions are open. Anybody who loves Family Guy, give us a call here. <laughs> oh, yes. What I love about this season is it's exactly like every other season. We got hit or miss episodes. First episode, North by North Cohog, where they were. Peter and Lois find the Passion of the Christ 2 and try to do it. That was all funny. It, cre- it has my favorite moment in Family Guy where Chris and a B story where uh, Stewie and Brian are trying to like be the parents. Chris drinks some alcohol at the junior high. <laughs> and the way back. <laughs> and at the junior high um, fair. Uh, and he's, he gets caught with his dad. And then Flint from G.I. Joe, my favorite thing of the 80s, he walks out. Gives this long speech about how not to drink, which we on the mother of all shows we don't we don't condone. That's what makes Family Guy great. It's just the random excerpts that yeah. just throw in there that just I, make it I, so I, random, and just the really mean things that Stewie says. My favorite quote from the entire fourth season is when, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but when everybody's Meg, getting excited to hear it. <laughs> drum roll. No, Megan runs to the kitchen crying, and she sits down next to Stewie, and Stewie's like, "Yeah, let me dry those tears." And he walks over to her and he wipes the tears off her face with his hand. And he licks the tears off his hand. He's like, mm, yes, yes, your anguish sustains me. 
<laughs> that was the best line. I was dying. Also, also. I always loved when Peter forgot how to sit down. And my friend watched that and he's like, I have to know why Peter just jumped at the chair. He's <laughs> he like, just it like was jumps at it. Funny. And I showed him oh, and he's like, oh, I forgot how to sit. Yes. Oh. The episode where uh, Meg somehow becomes popular gets that whole makeover. Oh, where she gets—that's the episode I saw. That's, that's a good episode. That's one of my favorites. That's the episode of that all got time. me hooked. Simply because they were on Saturday Night Live. It's like, yeah. Oh my god! It was like Family Guy and SNL on the same show at the same time. I was like <laughs> pitching a tent. I was like, Live best show Apollo ever. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> my favorite episode was the Cleveland Loretta Quagmire. I'm not wearing my Quagmire shirt tonight. I don't know why. <laughs> I was Quagmire I love for Quagmire. Halloween. <laughs> I, I I love that yes. Lois was in the restroom and he's just up there on the ceiling. Was tackling. it that one? Yeah, that was that one. What made me kind of like, did they kind of forget their roots? Is Cleveland gets a divorce from his wife Loretta at the end of that? Good, episode. I hated Loretta. Yeah. Where's Cleveland Jr., the worst character on oh, Family I like- Guy? <laughs> I hate that. And I'm like, I'm like, where is he? And through all this, they have a child involved. Where's the child in the divorce proceedings? Is that ever considered ever? I don't know. Maybe they just decided not to have that character, thankfully, between the third and the fourth season. Overall, I think this is up to snuff with what they had beforehand. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I, the I first one was, was kind of, you know, kind of subpar, but then it, it, it came back and it's... Uh, Man, just as offensive as ever, and I, I don't it. know if I could say it's better than the stuff they had before, but it's in it's in the same direction as those two. If everyone mm-hmm. on the panel would agree, and if you agree with me, call me at four three two three eight nine three and one chili. Oh yeah, if you have any favorite Family Guy quotes, episodes, characters, give us a call. Now, something that looks kind of interesting is that when I was grabbing, we all have episode guides in front of us. This Sunday, <laughs> we have a show called Brian the Bachelor. When the Bachelorette comes to Quahog and Brian is chosen as a contestant, and it will guest star Jessica Biel. She's hottie. hottie. And <laughs> not as hot as Jessica Alba, who oh, I officially, on the radio, call dibs. Hmm. I will fight you for her. If you have a fight with Neil, 432-3893 for another Jessica show, Alba. Another show that people want to talk about that Seth MacFarlane is American Dad. I don't like it as much as Family Guy. I can't. I think they're no. pushing that political humor too much. And it's weird, you know. I I kind of I, I kind of agree with you there. Is because I mean, I American Dad is a really funny show. But it, like it the is, joke, the ongoing joke is that that Stan Smith is really paranoid. He's you know hardcore Republican, and that's what's carrying the entire thing. Whereas the Family Guy, you have Quagmire the horny neighbor, you have Stewie who wants to take over the world, you have uh, a lot more characters. You have a lot more characters. It's a lot more interesting, and it's just it's more random. Actually, it has how long less... has American Dad been on? American this Dad, American, this is first American Dad's first, first season. It premiered. With the Super Bowl, and I, I could see that show not doing too well because they put it all on political humor, and it's different than Family Guy, but difference not always good. And apparently, and we have, we a, have caller. a caller online. Hello, caller. You're on the Mother of All Shows. Well, it'd definitely be Quagmire and Giggity Giggity Giggity. I mean, Giggity 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 Goo. He's the only yeah, man I know who can do that. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What's your favorite Quagmire episode? Oh, any of them. <laughs> I like anything with Lois in it and uh, him trying to watch her pee. Stalking it. Lois, it was it's brilliant. I love. Uh, and I've heard Seth MacFarlane talk about this in the DVD. Uh, you know the special feature. He's t- he was saying when they're oh, developing yeah. Quagmire in the episode where that uh, I think it's like the child services agent 
is in his bed the morning after. She's like, mm, Ken, honey, I have a question for you. What do you I do for a living? And he's like, hey, I have a question for you, too. Why are you still here? And that just defined him as a character. Apparently, we have a special guest interjection interject. Okay. Yeah, so uh, my favorite Quagmire episode has to be, oh, can you hear me? Yeah. We can uh, hear you. Taylor Hansen. Doing it on the boat? <laughs> uh, of course, going along with that little joke we were having a little bit there. That. Incidentally, yeah. They're talking about who, who they would uh, marry if they could have anybody. And Quagmire's like, Taylor Hansen. It's like, Taylor Hansen's a guy. Can, can you turn down your radio yeah, there, Yeah, you need dude? to turn down your radio. Uh, yeah, you guys take it easy. But my favorite Quagmire episode would definitely be, the I don't even know what episode it is, but it's Lois walks in, she needs help. He flicks all his magic switches, and the rotating <laughs> bed comes out, and the bar flips around, and he's doing his dance. It's great. Let me say that <laughs> was one of my favorite, most favorite animated, just out of technical animation, <laughs> ep- uh, Times Family Guy ever. Thanks for your call, man. Yeah, rock on. Have a good one. All right. So, American Dad, take it, leave it. It's one of those shows that I think if it stays on, it's not going to kill me, but... Well, I think I they're know. trying I to create more, you know, cartoons in that kind of they, fashion. And yeah, and I mean, I don't think anything will compare to Family Guy. There's you that know? Farlin was on Letterman. He said, you know, it's the exact same show. It really is. Yeah, I but mean, I mean, I like it. I like it other way. I think it's still funny, but not quite as good as Family Guy. You know, we have something absurd to talk about for yeah, a couple we're seconds on. right here. Um, apparently, reality show TV writers want to unionize now. According <laughs> to logic, you know, if it's reality. Shouldn't it not be scripted? Didn't the real world say it wasn't scripted? You'd think. You You'd would think, think so, but dot, dot, dot. D- I have they, a great idea for that, though. The Writers Guild of America wants to unionize everybody. I just think it's funny that they finally admitted that it's all scripted. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you don't think it is by now, I mean, come on. Half of that I'm crap. Sorry. If anybody <laughs> thought that reality TV was real to begin with, I pity you. I, I do. It's yeah. not real. It's all crap. Well, one of my friends actually got a contract to be on there. And really? which show was it? It was that show where you have to lose weight. Big big Fat Loser or something like that. Big Loser? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it is. But they, they make... Big Fat Ugly. <laughs> How horrible does that sound? She's a great woman. She's a great person. <laughs> However, her and her family got onto this show and get this. They had to sign an entire contract stating that everything that they say has to pertain to a certain way. You have to follow these guidelines. If they tell you what to say, you have to say it. And even before you know what you're going to say, I mean, you have ratings. to sign this contract. It's so, I mean, real. obviously, yeah. come on now. All right. You Speaking know. of reality TV, though, we have some more news here. Um, since reality TV is taking over the TV world, Bobby Brown is getting his own reality show. <laughs> Is it going to be about doing drugs and being your wife? (laughs) Exactly. You're going to see him dragging Whitney Houston around by her hair and doing coke left and right. But uh, apparently he says he wants to set the I didn't know you could do coke. I thought you could only drink it. You can do both. (laughs) All right. And you did lay off that too, by the way. So um, he says he does want to set the record straight about his life, which is why he's doing this. He wants to prove once and for all that, yes, I do beat my wife, and yes, I do have a drug problem. Thank you, America. <laughs> I just want to set I just want to document this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, um, I don't know if you guys know about this show called Hell's Kitchen. My mom and I were watching this one night. I don't know why. We just were one of those mother-daughter nights. It's Monday nights at 9 on Fox kind of like a culinary boot camp run by a master chef, ex-pro soccer player, little FYI there, Gordon <laughs> Ramsay. Oh. 
And Jeff, one of the cooks, passed a kidney stone on a recent episode. And then he freaking paraded around with it and showed it to everybody. Wouldn't like, you, Like, look though? at my kidney stone. Is that the, like, Wait, the best thing he Aaron, cooked up on the show? I, I don't get it. I kidney stone and I came up to you and I'm like, Aaron, look at my kidney stone. It's the greatest kidney stone ever. Yeah, I thought it was a walnut. It was huge. It was a walnut, man. All right. Well, apparently the mother of all shows, if any of you guys ever passes a kidney stone, please share it with the rest of us. I'm going to go Because that would make my day. We've got a jar we're collecting them in. we get to the red line to get more fun. Does funding. anyone know what the number one show in America is right now? Oh, it's is the it dancing not, one. It's, it's the, the ballroom dance dancing one. Why, why, why? why is America watching ballroom dancing when the biggest star they have on here is John O'Hurley? Yeah, who, these are like no names. Like movie remakes this summer. That's why we're watching ballroom dancing. Yeah, we're stuck at home watching this crap, right? If you have an opinion about this, please call us at 432-3893. I want to hear your opinion. We can now make fun of the stars, though. That's the great thing. I mean, these stars, you know, they're out there. Oh, and actually, there's another reality show that's coming out called, um, based on American Idol, Celebrity Idol, where oh. they're going to get like B or C-list celebs on this show and hey, so have like, Simon and the rest of the gang Are we C-list celebrities them. yet? <laughs> So uh, maybe we'll VH be on there. one on Fox Sweet. now. Look, look for uh, <laughs> look for all of us on that show. You know what? As much as I like talking about TV, we gotta move on. And now we're gonna hit DVDs. DVD? You don't own a DVD player? Yeah, dude. Nobody does. They're too expensive. DVD news and reviews on the mother of all shows. Released this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, we have the cursed PG-13 theatrical version and the unrated version. Coach Carter, dark um. Jennifer Conley's got a movie, new movie coming out called Dark Water, and this Tuesday they just released on DVD the Japanese version of that because um, her movies is yet another remake. Right. That, that a remake. Get out. <laughs> that saves like that conversation saves for another day. <laughs> the same also, writer as the also, also, we've got Hostage, Miss Congeniality Two, Armed and Fabulous, oh, yeah. and also the two DVDs <laughs> that we've reviewing tonight: uh, the Jack and an American Psycho Killer Collector. Two uh, darkly, darkly set movies. Which is right the DVD in front of us. because the DVDs in the studio. I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Um, I really, even even after seeing this, think this is just to capitalize on Christian Bale's Batman abuse, Batman Begins appeal. The uh, they've got some really interesting special features. Something called a video essay, where the filmmakers and critics talk about the book's social impact in the early '90s and the movie. Feminists really hate this book and this movie because Christian Bale kills women and <laughs> emails die. Go yeah, figure. They don't, oh, they don't see the eighties satire in this entire movie. I do. I uh, wouldn't say all women is hilarious. I don't know about you guys. Uh, that female a lot of feminists. Kill the men. Feminists. They poured blood on the books and bookstores. That well, I it. think some people just can't tolerate it. That's and all. that's about all they talk about is just this really nicely put together video essay, and they have some deleted scenes, and then they have more video essays. Overall, I would I would recommend it just if you like American Psycho and want to know a little bit more about the movie, or if you like Blood and Guts, or Christian you know, Bale. It's not. It's not. It's it's a satire that has horror elements. It's not really a horror movie, except there are scenes of extreme graphic violence with chainsaws and axes and. <laughs> Huey Lewis, which a lot of people like, and mating, looking in the mirror and flexing his muscles. <laughs> Hey, Christian Bale can get away with it, all right? You guys are all you just know, jealous. This, I'll never, I know, I've never listened to Phil Collins. This gets, a, this gets it right because I truly believe this movie, uh, um, compared with a couple other of his movies, one of them the role of Batman. Now, uh, Adrian Brody just came out with a weird horror movie-ish Ooh, type thing guys. called The Jacket, and Nikki saw that one. So she That's right. That. Um, be prepared for this one. <laughs> 
you need to think when you watch this movie. You need to be sober when you when you watch this movie. <laughs> Don't make Is a that mistake, from experience? No, no listen. No, no, no. The first time I saw this movie, it was actually in a theater out in L.A. I was visiting one of my girlfriends out there, and um, we had dinner beforehand, couple cocktails, nothing too major. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing too major. I was seeing double when I saw this. Movie. <laughs> Can I do the translation? The grande, you I know. remember trying so hard to focus. Super size me. Ultra grande. Hey, come on. Time out. Let me finish, all right? So, uh, you know, I remember trying really hard to focus on on the scene before me, figuring out this movie, but it's one of those that you really have to watch and think about. Think um, Donnie Darko, The Village, Fight Club, um, even Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. Like, you really have to concentrate on what's movie. going on. But it's kind of a tangled but original storyline. Like I said, you have to pay attention to every detail. And Adrian Brody plays a military veteran. He returns to his native Vermont suffering from some kind of amnesia that he experienced uh, in the war. And then he's accused of murder out of the blue. And the audience is left thinking, how did that happen? But he lands in an asylum. And a doctor puts him on some heavy course of experimental drugs. Go figure, right? And locks him away, puts him in a jacket-like device, and puts him in a body drawer of a basement morgue. Dun, dun, dun. But uh, he, this, I don't know, this Enter is the weird Knightley part. Enter This, yes, well, Kira Knightley. No, this is actually Keira a really Knightley, good movie. I also have dibs on, by the way, for all you males out there. Come on, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time, man. Are they really going to want to date you anyway? No I mean, one wants to date me, Nikki. Come on. Have you been listening to this show? So, moving back to Adrian Brody. And Kira, <laughs> be patient. Kira's coming up in a little bit. So, this um, morgue that he has put in acts like a time machine. So, when he puts on this jacket and he's put in this thing, all of a sudden he's placed like 10 to 15 years ahead. And that's where Kara Knightley comes in. Now, this is the confusing part. At one point before his arrest, he sees this sweet little innocent girl who's stuck with an angry, bitter drunk of a mom. And he sees this and wishes he could do something about it. But you can't really walk up to a stranger and say, hey, quit smacking your kid, right? So the jacket uses (laughs) this theme of time travel and destiny where he uh, goes into the future, meets her again, and helps her with life. So the jacket is a time machine? Yes. Oh, the jacket is a time machine. Oh, well. Think about this, Owen. (laughs) Think about it. But um, that girl, which ends up Kira Knightley, him and her kind of hook up in the future, have this whole big sexapade and... Not a bad thing when you ask me. It's kind of surprising, though, to see Adrian Brody with Kira Knightley. I don't know. It's kind of an odd odd couple. But it worked. Um, The DVD features two featurettes that accompany the film. The first one is kind of like a project history with deleted scenes. It's 28 minutes long, kind of long if you ask me. But um, the director tells us how he became involved with the project, yada, yada, why he liked it, whatnot. And there's an, an alternative lovemaking scene in there, too. For all you perverts, for all you perverts like Neil. <laughs> hey, now, we're supposed to make me look great in the eyes of the public. For another close-up of Adrian Brody's nose. <laughs> See Wait, special yeah, features. His schnoz is pretty big. But uh, they, there's also <laughs> you a nine-minute <laughs> nine special effects feature with uh, the look of the jacket. And that concludes my... Uh, my DVD review there. All right. So well, I, I recommend get over it though. Adrian Brody's it. huge schnoz. We're going to take a break right <laughs> See the people that I right work here. with here? You're listening to the mother of all shows right here. In fact, the schnozzes will be back. You're listening to Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. 
Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, The Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Prime Time. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back, thanking me for my concerns, and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And now we present the College Budget Restaurant Review with Gil Collingwood. What the hell kind of name is Gil Collingwood? Gil's currently running from the law in Canada because he tore the tag off his mattress. But Neil and I just hit up the parlor on campus for lunch and ice cream. The parlor is modeled after the original parlor in Jackson, Michigan, which is a historically family-run operated uh, restaurant and old-fashioned ice cream parlor that was in business for well over 50 years. They became famous for their homemade ice creams and hand-dipped shakes. While the original parlor has recently been reopened by new management about a year and a half ago, they expanded to include the parlor on campus which retains much of the charm and character of the original. When we arrived, we were greeted by an atmosphere of retro 50s America and had a crowd of hungry guests. I ordered from our helpful server, Michelle, a cherry Pepsi made with real grenadine syrup. I just had a Coke. I had the parlor classic that was one-third pound of beef. I was saving room for dessert. I had the chicken club with no tomato because I don't like tomatoes. To start us off, we had the mozzarella sticks with marinara and ranch sauces. Our meal arrived promptly, yet our appetizer arrived with the entree. They were the best cheese sticks I'd ever had. And Neil, you've had some sticks. Mm. They were mighty tasty, though. My club was fresh and warm, served with a side of fries and eventually bacon. At a reasonable price and a lunchtime pace. My burger was juicy and the fries were adequate, but there was too much bun on the burger. At the appropriate time, Michelle asked us if we could be tempted into dessert. Being me, I didn't need to be tempted, but Jay needed to be asked 87 times. Well, being a warm summer day, I thought ice cream would really hit the spot. And although it was tempting, I refrained from ordering the Dare to be Great. That's 21 scoops, 2 and one half gallons, 11 pounds of ice cream, along with every imaginable topping to be consumed alone without leaving the table in one hour or less. If you can tackle this one, you get your name on a wall and your meal is free. And you also gain my respect. Now, my peanut butter cup had three heaping scoops of vanilla ice cream, peanut butter sauce, hot fudge, whipped cream, and a cherry. The best part of that entire Sunday was the peanut butter sauce. And I had the junior banana split. And by junior, I use that term loosely. I'm talking about three giant scoops of ice cream. One vanilla, one cherry, and one chocolate. 
pineapple, strawberry, and hot fudge sauces, whipped cream, nuts, and topped, of course, with a cherry. Overall, we give the parlor on campus one and one half cheers. Uh, I guess that was just our restaurant review of the parlor. We'll probably play that again later. Yeah, we'll have to play that again later. So what's coming up next this weekend, Nikki? I want to know where to move. Oh, it's officially summertime. That's right. June 21st was the longest day of the year. Did you guys know that? Huh? Yeah, by one minute. Hey, still, it's the longest one. (laughs) Okay. Feel, Feel a little anger from you about that. Would you rather it be two minutes? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll call Mother Nature and see what I can do. Uh, All right. So there are many sweet things to do in the upcoming weeks here. Um, This weekend kicks off the Michigan Pride Festival on the lovely Lansing Riverfront. It begins tomorrow and continues on until until Saturday. Educational and entertaining. It's filled with lots of fun stuff to do on a hot summer day. Friday, there will be cocktails and dinner at 730, followed by a comedian. Renee Hicks at Brannigan oh, Brothers me? Restaurant. No, they they said you weren't good enough. I'm sorry. They said I was worse than Polly Shore. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That'll be in downtown Lansing. And Saturday, there will be a march and a rally by the Capitol, along with some dancing in the streets. Neil will be there to uh, shake his groove thing. Vendors, open bars, and a musical performance by Ember Swift and Melissa Farrick, among others. Now, in addition to the Pride Festival, as we mentioned before, tomorrow is the Down by the River Chili Cook-Off from 5 to 9 p.m. at the Lansing Center. And did we give away those tickets? Yes? Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, More than 40 competitors and 1,500 gallons of chili, along with beer and margaritas, like we mentioned before. And, of course, the two hot bands, Zyta Crunch and those Delta Rhythm Kings. So that'll be a good time. And it's for a good cause. All proceeds go to Adopt-A-River and the Hope Scholarship Fund. So always good to do stuff for a good cause. Neil, do you have an interjection there? No. Felt like maybe he had a little something to say. I, 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 I passed. All right. Well, next Wednesday in our favorite city south of us, D Town will be having its annual 47th International Freedom Festival for fireworks. It'll be by the beautifully polluted uh, Detroit Windsor Riverfront. Polluted? Now, yeah. Well, it is. Have you ever been down there? You don't even know. I, I'm afraid I don't leave. Holt, Michigan at all. You it's the Red soul. Cedar River on steroids. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ten times worse. So um, with the exception of last year, I had to study abroad. But before that, I've been for the past five years or so. And you guys, it's pretty cool. You get to interact with a ton of people. Um, one year, I encountered a homeless person who asked me what the greatest nation of the world was. We all said America, me and my That's friends. That's the wrong answer. He answered. Canada. No. He answered donation. Got any money? <laughs> so we gave him a beer, you know, come on. He was a little witty. Which is really what he was wanting And that's anyway. all he wanted anyway, so I saved him the trouble of going to the liquor store, oh. you know. I just gave You're him a such beer. a thoughtful person, Nikki. Yeah, I try. Yeah, I try way, to, so. way to help him solve his problems. But <laughs> I, hey, you guys, come on. He was going to go to the liquor store with it anyway. You don't know that. Oh, he seemed pretty happy and content, let me tell you. He gave, he gave us two thumbs up. Presence, Alcohol, Nikki. now there's a temporary solution. Hey. <laughs> Anyways, solution to if you do make it down to Detroit for the fireworks, I recommend going to check out Greek Town, getting some dinner beforehand. There's a great place called Pegasus yes. where they have flaming cheese and other delectable goodies. And um, then you can Opa. take your... Yeah, Opa. Then you can take uh, the People Mover, which is always fun. You always encounter strange people on that thing towards the riverfront, and it's always a joy. Ride. So I suggest bringing a blanket and bringing your loved one. And bringing a fire hey, And bringing a beer for Nikki. that guy that's going to... Nikki, I heard you're an actress. Can you act like my loved one? That's going to take... That's <laughs> a pause. Oh. That's going to take... <laughs> it's gonna Johnny take Depp lot. couldn't even pull that one off, Neil. Oh! 
I'll call my girl Jessica Alba and I'll see what I can do Sweet. for you. All right. So along with festivals, there's, of course, some music coming up at the Temple Club. Tomorrow night they'll be hosting a Battle of the Bands where you can check out new talent. The theme is The Next Generation, and the bands will be taking the stage at 10 p.m., so that'll be really cool to check out. That is all I have, and as for tonight, it's Game 7. It's Game 7. We got some Pistons to watch. I just want to plug on air is this past week. Uh, If you click uh, on over to impact89fm.org, that's .org, and you click on the message boards, there is now the mother of all shows message boards. Oh, yeah. Leave us a message. Leave us a message. You know, if you guys give us good topics, we may use them on the air. I've already gotten a good topic off there talking about TV and DVDs. So we will use that in an upcoming show and just talk with us. It's a good way to interact with me and any of our panelists because, you know, we all don't have lives. No? No. <laughs> no not really. No. So. Well, until next week where, I promise, a review of Herbie Fully Loaded. I will go see it and review it. (laughs) And maybe we'll have Aaron do the perfect man. I'd like to. I'll do both. (laughs) I'd like to thank Owen, Josh, and not Aaron Strong because he's kind of annoying me. Crazy Jay, who's not as crazy. We went to the parlor. That was a good time. (laughs) Yeah, the restaurant review will have to. We'll have to do that again next week. Sorry, you guys didn't hear that. So take it easy. Have a good weekend. Go Pistons. Goodbye. Stay classy. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.